So we're coming to a close of season two of The Objective Lens. Um, This has been quite a journey. And what I like to do is take a little bit of time to reflect on the episodes of this past season, where the episodes kind of landed and what we learned along the way. So thanks for joining me. So I have with me my co-producer, Michael Grant, and we just want to take a few minutes to talk about um, the past episodes of season two and what we learned along the way and what we um, discovered on this journey of creating what we now know as an award-winning podcast. Um, Just a little bit of a humble brag here that um, recently we learned that the Objective Lens has received two awards from the International Association of Business Communicators, IABC. Yeah, it was exciting. We we were the recipient of two Gold Quill Awards, which are handed out by the International Association of Business Communicators, uh, which is an association that you and I belong to, uh, that recognizes excellence in communications. And so... We sent them our podcast and they thought it was excellent. And now we got two more awards to add to the trophy case. So congratulations, Kathy. Thank you. It is, a, thanks. it is a nice validation, I think, um, to know that somebody outside of our own um, audience believes that this podcast is of high quality and, and good work. So nice to be recognized. Very true. Okay, so we want to take a bit of time to chat about, let's look at the episodes themselves. So, Mike, give me some idea of um, maybe what your favorite episode ended up being from season two. Sure. It's always hard to pick a favorite episode, but one that stood out to me was the episode that we did on Northern Health, specifically looking at our Indigenous communities and kind of what healthcare looks like and what initiatives are on the go to help improve the healthcare that's delivered in those communities. I thought it was interesting because I'm, I'm a city boy. Like I've grown up in and around the Toronto area, mostly in suburbs. So the concept of healthcare has always been like very static to me. It's always been uniform, my experiences with the healthcare system. So this idea that healthcare is different if you live in different parts of the country is sadly a new concept for me, something I wasn't ultra aware of. And so I thought it was an interesting topic and something that was worthy of being covered. Yeah, I I agree that one was probably worth uh, covering. I think I struggled with it because it's just such a vast um, topic. It's so big and there's so many facets of that conversation that we just couldn't fit into, you know, the 25 minutes um, that we allotted for it. And there were so many voices that we just didn't get to. I think I worried when we were putting that together just to make sure that we were we were giving the topic enough time and space and then also doing it justice. I, I'm glad we did it, but I feel like we probably could have done like five more episodes just around those conversations. So let me ask you, Kathy, what was your favorite episode this year? Again, I don't know if I necessarily had a favorite. Um, there were certain topics that I'm glad we were able to cover. So um, our concept of the art meets science, we've wanted to play on this idea and, and explore it a little bit um, for different uh, vehicles, but this really lent itself to it. And I'm glad that kind of came together. And then what was really great was being able to talk to 
Dr. Carly Brown, who we identified years ago when we were kind of looking at lab people and people who had a voice, whether through social media or like on online presence that, um, you know, was doing a really good job of kind of communicating science in creative and interesting ways. So um, I know that was a highlight for you to um, have Carla on our little podcast. Yeah, definitely interviewing Dr. Brown was kind of like a highlight for me. Uh, I had followed her on Twitter. I, I guess I discovered her on Twitter years ago and just thought, you know, it was really interesting to see the scientist who was out there doing all these interesting creative things. She had just launched a video game at the time. And then I kind of like started doing some background research into her and I found this video, which was a dance video of her, basically this group that she put together to explain antibiotic resistance through interpretive dance, which I thought was the craziest thing I've ever seen, but also the most fascinating and beautiful thing. Um, and so I was just really enamored with the idea of how you could use different creative modalities to show science and explain science to the public. And she was doing that in such an interesting way. So it was very cool years later to then get a chance to actually connect with her for the first time and actually have a, a face-to-face -face interview because I think I did that one over Skype. And so I actually got to meet her for the first time. And that was really cool. Those are the connections that you hope will continue on. Yeah, I hope obviously that that's not our last interaction with Dr. Brown, and we'll get a chance to work with Carla again in the future. And that's one of the things that is really great about the podcast is it's been this kind of gateway to new relationships for us and for CSMLS. For sure. Um, I know definitely in this season, more so than last season, I've noticed that kind of connection with either organizations or people that we've either wanted to get in in contact with and and made that you know reach out to kind of ask and be like eh, they may or may not kind of be into it so um this year more than ever i think we've made some really great connections um just through you know these interviews that we've done one being um you can't not do this wrap up without talking about the germ guy Absolutely. Jason Tetro. That's one of my other favorite episodes was uh, episode 11, Attack of the Goop, uh, which talked about the need for science communication because of people like Gwyneth Paltrow out in the world who are selling products and services that may not exactly be backed up by science. And Jason was such a dynamic person to uh, kind of have on the podcast and is somebody that we had again seen outside of the realm of this. So we had seen him online and in his articles and thought this was a person that maybe we could do some work with in the future. And now we've had, had him on the podcast and we were so excited about that. And we invited him to come to LabCon after that. And he is one of our uh, plenary presentations taking place in the next couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully that's again, another relationship that we can just carry forward and do some more interesting things with. Yeah, it's funny. Um... Jason on Twitter is always either, you know, liked or retweeted some of our stuff along the way, but we've never really had a relationship as in, you know, him knowing what we were doing or um, how he could contribute somehow. But it almost kind of took this one, you know, one thing to kind of open that door to be like, we want to work together. What can we do? And, you know, him saying yes to the podcast has now just kind of opened 
that and and he's been great. Like he loves medical lab professionals and and he will say that. And I have to say it was one of my more fun interviews. I don't think I've laughed so much <laughs> during an interview because he's he's witty and funny and charismatic and you know obviously he does this professionally. He speaks professionally, so he's very well spoken as well. Um, so it was a lot of fun. I also like that this has opened the door to relationships with some organizations, uh, not just some of the individuals that we've talked to. So in this year's podcast, we uh, got to speak with CBS or work with CBS, Canada Blood Services. And that's really opened the door for us to have a greater relationship with them. Uh, obviously, we had a partnership with them during Lab Week to be one of their partners for life. And I think that's uh, there's some opportunity there for us to explore that relationship more. Also on this season of the podcast, you heard from a lot of different people at UHN, uh, University Health Network in Toronto. And again, that's another organization that we got the chance to have some conversations with and it kind of grew and became a bigger thing. And so they ended up participating in a couple episodes this season and hopefully we'll be able to do more with them in the future. I kind of like the fluid creative nature of the podcast that the stories kind of start to take shape as you start to talk to and do some of the interviews and you talk with more people. And in this season, there there is an episode that is a kind of happy accident, episode 19, which is uh, an interview based almost entirely off one interview with Sergeant Jeff Scott of the Canadian Armed Forces. That episode was originally in our head when we were planning it going to be about a series of different types of careers that are a little outside of the norm for lab professionals. And after I got a chance to sit down and talk with Sergeant Scott, it, he had such a fascinating story. I thought I was just kind of enamored with or sucked into the story of, um, of what it's like to be in the military. Cause again, it's something that's so outside of my own experience. And I think it's it's an interesting departure from our normal or, or standard format for an episode and something that I think there's potential to explore more in the future, this idea of member voices and member stories and doing more long-form versions of telling those stories. And so this was a, an interesting experience for me in getting to kind of pilot that concept. Yeah, I think with that particular episode, I'm really happy we were able to, I'm going to use a term like let that one breathe in the sense that, like you said, we didn't end up using only two of his quotes. We expanded it into a whole episode because, again, we thought it was really interesting and fascinating and and maybe even helpful to anyone who's listening who is either like kind of considering that or maybe you're just starting out in, the, in your career or in your education thinking like, what am I going to do with this, you know, science degree or what am I going to do kind of thing and just realizing there are so many unique roles within the medical lab profession that I would love to be able to highlight them a little bit more. Um, and there were people that we spoke to in all of the episodes that it that we did kind of think like, oh, it's too bad we couldn't have maybe played on this a little longer or expanded this a little bit further. So if we have that flexibility, I definitely want to see something like that in season three. And there's so much in his own story. Like, I mean, he was he goes to Sierra alone to fight Ebola. That's so amazing. Uh, <laughs> Mike would never go anywhere to fight Ebola Absolutely. or be anywhere near Ebola. Absolutely not. I have a healthy fear of Ebola and I think everyone else should too. That seems like a very scary thing. <laughs> 
But I th- I was also really interested in talking with him because you have this picture of of this person who's in the military and he goes into these uh, you know dangerous situations like fighting Ebola and then he comes home and there's this moment in the podcast where he's talking about coming home and seeing his wife again for the first time in a long time and meeting his daughter and there's this beautiful little human moment of him holding his baby daughter and not knowing what to do exactly because he because it's the first time he's ever held a baby and I don't know I thought it, it's a reminder that behind all these interesting people they're, they're human beings and they have their own story and uh, there's so many fascinating stories in the lab world to tell and this was one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to hear from our listeners to kind of hear what stories resonated most with them, which ones kind of didn't, where we could kind of direct this podcast from here, because at the end of the day, this is for them. And so it'd be great to hear what stories and what people they know of that we could potentially use uh, for season three of the podcast, should it ever exist. I think part of the enjoyment over this past season was seeing those connections being made. Um, We went into this project um, a couple years ago with the intention of building that little bit of community within the medical lab profession. And this year, I noticed it a little bit more in that uh, we had listeners reaching out to us and saying, you know, can I get in contact with so-and-so who's on your episode, whatever, because I really want to learn more about what they were doing. Or... They were looking for help for solving a problem that they had. And I think I would love to continue to do that. So in order to do that, we kind of need some of your thoughts and ideas. And what are you struggling with? What are your challenges? What are your thoughts and ideas of, you know, your job, your career progression, um, your workplace, anything that you think would be of value to not just you, but, um, you know, your larger medical lab community? We would love to explore with you and and tell your stories. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear back from you. We're on Facebook, of course, at CSMLS. And we're also on Twitter, again, using at CSMLS. And you are more than welcome to always leave comments on the podcast website, which is podcast.csmls.org. Again, um, we really appreciate you sticking with us for now season two of The Objective Lens. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed putting it together. Thanks for listening. For the record, though, it's two awards. It's not one award. It won two awards. Didn't I say two? You said it won an award, I think. It was two. Okay. If you're going to humble brag, humble brag. (laughs) <laughs> all of it, all or none. Go for the gold. The gold quill. A gold quill. <laughs>